another week of Sometimes Crypto. The Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Hey yo. I hope the guy zoomed into like looking at the camera like that. I didn't look at the camera though. I said, hey yo. Okay. I look at it. Today's a very fun and exciting episode, don't you think? What? The topic. What's the topic? Uh standardization. Or standardizing. No standardized test? Standardize yeah. Uh standardized test to save the day. <sighs> More SATs. <laughs> Isn't that something? SATs. ERCs. More like ERCs. That's what we're talking about. ERCs. <laughs> Bro, you look at me and I'm like, what? Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like that? No, he seems funny. <laughs> yeah. Technical standards. Did you do your research? I did the Googles. I did, I did the Googles. I did the Googles. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So did I. I Googled. A lot of Googling. I already hope your camera got that. Are you doing the... Yeah, yeah of course. Of course you got it. Look him. It's, it's all for the show. It's all for the show. It's all part. Okay, it's all part of the basic program. Uh, the basic programming. Pro basic programming. Oh, Standard you. programming. Standard programming. All right. Where do you, Where do you want to kick off? You want to kick off with the with the actual topic at hand, or with all those tangents that you said you wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whichever one you want. Right, we can do the topic. Uh, you know. Topic. I right, for sure. For sure. All right, so like I said, very interesting, very fun topic we're talking about, standardization. Why is it so interesting, you may ask, right? That's my phone. Ah. My mom's calling. Someone didn't silence their... <laughs> my mom's calling. I, was, I find it funny my mom's calling because my dad texted me, uh, and I told him I was with you. Okay. So I don't know why she's calling. I don't know. You want to pick it up? You want to call her back? We'll call her when we're done. <laughs> put her on a hold. We'll put her on a brief hold. Cool, cool, cool. She might call again. It's all for you guys. We're putting our moms are hold on hold. And that that's commitment. Someone knows where I'm at, so it's okay. <laughs> you're you're safe, presumably. Right. My dad knows where I'm at. I'm not. He knows I'm not dead. Yeah. So, um, why do you do that? Why do you why do you make sure that someone knows where you're at? I didn't. He just texted me, oh, okay. and I told him I was with you. No, like there was no. Look, she sent a text. I see. <laughs> oh no, she left a voicemail. My fault. <laughs> she might send a text. She might send a text. Let's see what happens. Does anyone listen to voicemails anymore? They, I get voicemails at work, mm-hmm. right? Like people who call. I just never. I, I never look at them. And I actually got some voicemails waiting for me over here. No, but the funnier part is I get emails saying I have voicemails. <laughs> Saying they left one. An email with the attachment of the actual voicemail. No. Oh, you don't get those? No. I get those. If I just look at that email saying, oh, this person left their voicemail, I look at it, I'm like, they'll get back to me. Yeah, like, and they really needed me, they'll, they'll either call back or send an email. <laughs> As of right now, we're good. Cool. As long so what are we talking about again? ERCs? <laughs> ERCs. Token okay. standards. Bet, 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 bet. Token standards. Now, uh, what's the purpose of a token standard? You're asking me a question? Mm-hmm. Oh, my fault. Um, making it easier, making it, there's a consensus throughout the network to knowing that it's in the, everything's going to follow one specific protocol or uh, ruling mm-hmm. to a degree. Yeah. To create a specific <coughs> framework. Yeah, creating a framework that everyone knows that they have to follow so everything works smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Helps with interoperability. Interoperability. Big boy words out here, boy. <laughs> getting getting those uh, Get vocab- getting those vocabularies. I did my homework. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in a uh, technical standpoint, it's developed like the developers would know how to write the code and make sure everything works together. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of like organization comes from these standardizations, and it helps, like you said, with interoperability and uh, usability. However, there are some problems that come up with them. But that's for that's for that's for the later. Uh, so I guess there's like three main questions that I want to ask. How many how many standards are there? What are the pros and cons? A metric fuck ton. <laughs> and how do they work? 
All right, so my question is... I answered one of them. No, no, no. <laughs> no, because you... <laughs> I'll ask you later. This is a... Uh, a tangent? An algorithm thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, for sure. So, there is a bunch. You're right. Like, uh, a metric ton. <laughs> it's not the first five minutes. That's why. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> We'll be fine. We'll live. <laughs> no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll All right. Fine. So yeah, uh, there are a bunch. There's more being composed every day. So what, something that I found interesting, um, well, to give a little bit more context first, would be that uh, ERCs is a hyphen hyphenated acronym for uh, Ethereum uh, request for comment. C. Uh, for C. Yeah. Um, which the part that I thought was interesting was that ERCs come from originate as EIPs, which is uh, Ethereum Improvement Proposals, which I didn't know that. So essentially, uh, the Ethereum community, uh, every once in a while, uh, contributors on that community would propose uh, some type of update or change to the, to the blockchain. And eventually, whenever that proposal gets uh, like signed or like approved, finalized, uh, they will turn into like ERCs, like certain 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 ones ones of them would turn into mm -hmm. ERCs, which I thought was interesting. I was like, I didn't know that ERCs started off as EIPs. I mean, it makes sense though. Does it? Yeah. Why do, Why does it make sense from like the get? Because for me, I mean, I read it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But like for me, I thought like a. Uh, uh, ERC was just something like one of these uh, standards just like, came from like oh I'm doing this this is the reason why I'm doing it if you guys want to do it as a proposal I guess so ERC an ERC would be like the final product mm -hmm. the EIPs are like the rough drafts yeah yeah to a degree pretty much so that you don't sense. you don't get an ERC without you don't get the final product without the rough draft without the the proposal. So like yeah, you have to propose it, and then this is the and then they execute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they look at like ERC twenty is always looking for improvements. Mm -hmm. ERC twenty specifically is looking for improvements. Yeah. All right. So, what's ERC twenty? Jesus. Uh, essentially, it is. <clears throat> it's a fungible token. And it's what let allows you to build on Ethereum's layer, mm -hmm. and it makes it so that every asset that comes up that's created out out of it, there is a set maximum, or if you if or whatever, however you want to set it up. But there that there is an amount. They're all going to have the same value. One will not be more than the other. And if I'm not mistaken, they all share the same token IDs or something like that. They're fungible. They're fungible. Mm -hmm. And it's also the ability to track, uh, giving you abilities to track transactions and governance and other features. Yeah. Uh, ERCs are super common, like all over the place. Yeah, it's the most common token. The most common token. Um, so you said that they're f uh, fungible, uh, have a like, fixed value. and like, Yeah, they, have this sh they share a fixed value. Mm -hmm. one, one token will never be worth more than the other. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. they're, and they're tradable, obviously. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like I could use it for exchanging. With yeah, you can use it. It's it's also a form of exchanging. Yeah. Um, ERCs originally started in like the, it was proposed in 2015, and it took two years to get it finalized. ERC 20. ERC 20 specifically, correct? Yeah. Um, they pretty much started the whole uh, ICO boom. Yeah. Uh, every like if you just start going through uh, uh, crypto market cap. Mm -hmm. And just start seeing all the all the coins out there, yeah. all the Ethereum based coins. The vast majority of them are actually twenty, because um, they standardize a form to create it mm -hmm. on the chain. Yeah, which is funny because um, I think we talked about it in the last episode about uh, bridging with uh, Ethereum and Wrapped Ethereum. Yeah, uh, because Wrapped uh, Ethereum as it is is not ERC twenty compliant. Uh, so then they made wrapped Ethereum to make it ERC20 compliant. All right. I'm pretty sure we talked about that last episode. If we didn't, or if we did, either way, you should go check it out. 
I don't remember what the number, but the episode. There will be maybe maybe there might be a a something little, something somewhere little thing <laughs> on the on the corner. Maybe we'll get good at that one day. There may be or there maybe there isn't. I've always wanted to do that. Hey, click the link on the on the corner. <laughs> click the link in the corner. I said it, Alex. We'll do I, it. Yeah, it's one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, there is a major drawback to these this ERC twenty contract though. Uh, what is it? Uh, it usually comes from uh, user error, but essentially uh, that token standard does not allow for any form of recovery or like it's like it's very easy to fall off a cliff with the ERC twenty tokens where you send a token to the wrong address or the wrong wallet and it's gone, like permanently which is crazy which happens to people i'm people but it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's not you live and you learn you yeah, find he made the mistake so you guys don't have to <laughs> yeah that's why you always have to be very cautious when you're when you're sending things around sometimes you think it's the right way and it's not you gotta make sure everything is legit like the numbers are correct um, if not, if you send it to the wrong thing. Okay, so essentially what happened to me was I sent um, uh, some USDC to a, a wallet address that does not accept USDC, and I lost that USDC. I was like, God damn it. That happens. Yeah. You also have to be careful with what wallet, what, with what wallets you're using because sometimes they're not compatible with what you're trying to receive. Yeah. And you forget that. Yeah, and then once it's gone, specifically for your C20, it's gone. There's no way to get that back. Um, I saw a interesting number, heard of an interesting number. It was on a YouTube video where the guy said, he's like, so, you know, like whenever there's like a, a mismatch with every like what's up, the text on screen and what the person says. Yeah. So I wasn't sure which one, but uh, apparently over more than, definitely more than $3 million of assets have been lost because of that issue. The guy said $300 million. But it said three, not 300 or 30. Uh, it's, it's millions of dollars have been lost uh, because of that fault with uh, ERC's, uh, ERC-20's uh, like incompatibility with that. And those the funds are lost forever, permanent. So they lost some ETH there. Huh? Some ETH was lost there. Yeah, ETH is lost. Or the, the, that token specifically. Yeah, whatever is using it. Mm -hmm. Which has value. Um, just permanently gone. Is there any like um, ERC uh, that you saw that was like interesting, cool, fun, exciting? So I don't want to tickle your pickle. That's TMI. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that much. I got pickles. And I'm putting it up now. It was, well, I don't have to put it up. It's right here. So we don't use it. It's a proposal, but uh, it's ERC seven seven seven. Ah, I saw that one. I read that one on Ethereum's website. It came with a warning. It does come with a warning. <laughs> it basically says you have to be. It's it's difficult. To, it basically says you have to be expert level to implement it. Oh, to implement it. Yeah. What, what do you think the warning was? I don't know. I just saw the warning, and I was like, okay, I guess don't use that one. Yeah, the warning is because it's it's difficult to implement. It's difficult to use. Mm. It's also not uh, used often. I see. So what what can you shed some light on ERC-777? Yes, no, maybe so. I'm reading it over. What? I'm not an idea. I have to read it over. <laughs> no, no. I just I think it's funny because I just searched it up again, and it, it literally says "warning" on Ethereum.org. It's just so funny. Cause you see, I want to make sure I was right when I when I said this. Okay, so what it allows essentially is you don't have to approve the contract on one. You only have to approve the contract on one on one side, not both. Mm -hmm. So it gets rid of congestion. In the on the Ethereum network, so essentially, essentially, it could cost half the amount of gas fees to provide um, transactions because there only needs to be one signature on it. 
I see. Um, is that the hooks thing that they're talking about? On essentially, on? yeah. So uh, in the contract, there's like a predefined like like hook, like hinge type thing. Not hinge, uh, just where, just straight up hook. Where, whenever the other contract tries to, whenever the the user tries to interact with the contract, that transaction is just looking for the hook and it like attaches on and says, okay, it's it's good. Um. Now, what's the issue with that? Like, why is it so? What's the what's the warning for? Because it doesn't say. It just it basically it's hard to implement, because you have to code it into an already existing uh, ERC twenty token. Okay. I think it works in tangent with it. Oh, it also says that it's susceptible to different forms of attacks. Yeah. Ah, so it's not very secure. Less secure. Less less secure. We can say less secure. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, in terms of like market market share, uh, ERC twenty is definitely number one, but then follow up is seven twenty one. Yeah. The one that enables non fungible tokens. Just useful in its whole other. It basically allows NFTs. Yeah, non fungible. To yeah. exist, to exist on on chain, also allows um the ability to to create marketplaces. To create marketplaces, yeah. Seven twenty one allows it. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's what I read. Okay, all I saw was it allows for differentiation. Um, this is around the topic of tokens. Uh, there's a handful of different tokens. Essentially, all these ERCs are trying to use the different use cases for find the different use cases and the best way to implement them. Um, 721 specifically because it's non-fungible, uh, the best use cases would be for uh, property of ownership, ownership of property, ownership of property, digitized from like real-world assets to uh, blockchain assets, mm-hmm. in-game. Uh, Articles such as like swords, potions, yeah, in-game things, in-game stuff. But yeah, and other things as well. Uh, well, we have to start by saying that the seven twenty-one allow is the reason is, is different from ERCs because it allows values to be different. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and it allows different rarities within it. Like there could be an older one or a newer one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the mint number. Yeah, like, and that, and that, and that would cause the value to be affected by be it. different. So something that I found out about recently was that there's a also something called semi fungible tokens. What? Yeah, semi fungible. So fungible means that it is fully like interchangeable one one to one. Uh, non fungible being um, the fact that it is. Well, it's not one to one. It's one of one. And then semi-fungible means that it's like somewhere in between. Right. So I, I just saw the word semi-fungible. I actually didn't really search it up, but because like my mind kind of went like, oh, that makes sense for like a rarity system. But no, because it, it, what the non-fungible stands for is it, it being in a group of like 10,000 mm-hmm. and that they're all one of one. Mm-hmm. They would all have their unique ID. Exactly. Um, but semi-fungible would be like it'd be in a group of There'd be a total group of 10,000, one group of 2,500 within that 10,000, and a group of 100 within that 10,000. So they would all like be of the same, like, let's say there's a couple of numbers. Uh, I'm looking at a bunch of tickets, like actual tickets right now. Uh, 6,7,9,2,9,9, whatever. There's like a certain amount, 10,000, then the, the number of within them, would be the part like the rarity of it would make it semi fungible, but there's still one of one, no? Or those would be, or well, those would be yeah, those would be non fungible completely because they're they're individually yeah numberized. Well, yeah. Well, my question is okay. So you have the set of ten thousand, mm-hmm. and you said out of those ten thousand, twenty five hundred are their own subgroup. Yeah. But within that subgroup, there's gonna be another different. They're all gonna be another, different again. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like that's the currently w- how it is though. The it? way I'm thinking, the way I'm thinking is like, um, like common, rare. Uh, that's how it is now. 
but for non-fungible tokens, it's even even though they're common, they'd, they'd be one of ones. Yeah. Like there's only that one. Like for semi-fungible, it would they'd fall within the class of common, but then they're all valued the same. That means they all look the same. Yeah, that's why they're. So they wouldn't be valued. No, 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 I don't think they have. They, they would be. They would still be able to have different values. No. From each other. From, that, from, that's what the contract allows. Unless the contract is not allowing that. So from semi from like sem for it to be semi fungible, like it has to have some type of like like uniqueness to it, but at the same time, uh commonality with everything else, with all the other ones. Specifically so like yeah, the contract that I'm talking about, like the, the proposal, the no proposal the ERC, uh the that I'm talking about is 11.55, uh, where it allows for fungible, non-fungible, and semi-fungible tokens to exist all within the same contract. Because uh, at least as of, as before that, like uh, ERC twenty is only allows for uh, non uh, for fungible tokens and seven twenty one for non-fungible tokens, but it doesn't allow for like them to be correlated with each other within the same contract. So 1155 allows you to mint like uh, a non-fungible token, like kind of like what I was telling you about the project earlier. It mints a non-fungible token, and then that non-fungible token can kind of like um, interact with a fungible token uh, that gets uh, issued out by some type of a, a algorithm or like recurring time period. But that has that still has nothing to do with the semi fungible stuff, which is what I was confused about. For me, the semi fungible things that I was considering was like that, like like certain amount of like cards within a within a type of game. Semi fungible tokens are particularly useful in the gaming industry, where there are fungible elements such as in game currencies, like gold bars or V bucks, as well as non fungible items like collectibles and weapons. This means gaming companies can create both types of tokens and ensure that they're. Hmm? What does that have to do with semi fungible tokens? I guess. Uh, a semi fungible token can be a non fungible token that's interacted and exchanged for. So, what I'm Fungible tokens? So, what I've read so far it is just a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah, it's allowing right. you to use create it with using both functions. So it would allow you to create a subset of ten thousand with in that subset twenty five hundred being exactly the same, and then creating another twenty five hundred that can be different from the from the the mm -hmm. twenty five hundred prior. So those twenty five, for example, you have one that's gold that would be set at a thousand dollars, then a silver one that would be set, and those would not would not fluctuate in value from the silver set. Mm -hmm. They only fluctuate in value from the gold set. Yeah. But that's allowing it within the same with that one contract. Yeah, but that's what I was saying at the beginning, um, where there's like a, a tier system to them, like five hundred diamond, a thousand gold, and I didn't understand that. Okay, right. I'm glad that you found something that, that that made sense of that. Because honestly, yeah, that's but yeah, semi fungible, eleven fifty five. What type of use cases do you think come from that? Um, like the one I'm thinking is kind of like a, a different types of uh, ownership of a company, like um, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, Class A and Class B stock. Class A has a certain amount of like percentage ownership of of the fund. Yeah, but you can't divide more. What do you mean you can't divide more? So on, so on. That's what. That's the funny thing with stocks on blockchain. It would be hard to work because you can't just create. You so what current what they currently do is things go up in value so high they they redivide it like they just add more stocks to the market. You can't do that on chain without creating an entire new subgroup. No, oh, like you can um 
add uh add just add <clears throat> so you can't just add more common stock without affecting um the ones that already exist yeah, well more so um for example if you had like an nft representing a company and you wanted to make more common stock you would have to create a new nft project mm-hmm. you have to create a new NFT because you can't add to the already pre-existing project mm-hmm. so that already creates a a tier system like they'll be like oh this is the original mm-hmm. the genesis nft whatever what it's called now and then they'll be the next mm-hmm. versus that in the stock market just add more yeah so like there's no way to differentiate if it doesn't exist yet, I'm sure someone's someone's working on that because it makes sense to be able to like uh, evenly distribute uh, the issuance of a new stock. Wouldn't that just be an airdrop though? No, because it's a new project. It's a new thing. It's, it's like, more so. It's more so. It would be like an ERC twenty token. Kinda. Yeah, but the thing is, that ERC twenty tokens can't. They could get airdrops also. If you're a holder of a token, you could you get, get you could get airdrop something. Yeah. I'm not sure how they would do it. Yeah, so I've seen airdrops working like they they take a snapshot of all the holders of all the wallets. Oh, I know that. It, and then they just create a contract that sends to those yeah to those wallets. I see. So um, ERC eleven fifty five, that semi fungible thing kind of like threw me off, caught me by surprise. Um, something that I did think was cool with that with that specific uh, request for comment was that it allows for bundled transactions mm-hmm. um, which is cool because if you're doing like a lot of a uh, a lot of a uh, transacting transacting or mo- like transacting multiple coins mm-hmm. it just makes things easier or tokens yeah it lets you do it in a single call yeah the, the example that that I, that I was given was um, imagine going to a, a grocery store uh, shopping, filling up your shopping cart, and then at the cash register, uh, you have to pay for each individual item that you have. Um, like scan one, pay for it. Yeah. Go to the next so you just put it all together. Yeah. Versus all you put them all together, then you scan it. Then you pay for it. We're talking about ERC then nine fifty five and how it shocked you because it said semi fungible, and it just it's a, it's just a mix of the two essentially. And we're talking about allowing like the, the both the, to the be workable. The group transactions. What? I was also talking about like grouping transactions Correct. and how it like uh, improves like transaction speed because of that. But yeah, ERC eleven fifty five. That was a good one. That's a big one. Uh, I think uh, Engine is uh, focusing a lot on that one uh, because their their whole thing is focusing on game development. Yeah, it'll probably be this will probably be used more for game development. Yeah, like if you like. One game that I think has to be on on the blockchain would be uh, Pokemon Go. All the Pokemon's gotta be in NFTs. Those uh, like potions and Pokeballs. To me, so like that to me seems like a like a semi fungible thing. Like, like you can ch- exchange a, a regular Pokeball for an Ultra Ball, right? Because they're different, but they're still like one Pokeball compared to another Pokeballs. It's the same thing. Yeah. You see? That that's kinda like what I I imagine semi fungible to be. That's how I picture it. That'd just be a lot of data taken. Yeah, but that's that's why they're working on brain making those small files, small bits of information. I mean, really all all that like is is just uh, information on a database, it's not so much like graphics has to be on chain. It's just like more so this user that's associated with this wallet holds this Holds, holds XID. XID, yeah. Hold, holds X amount of, like, Pokemon with these items inside. It's a lot of items. I'm sure there's a bunch of items, but that's, like, something that they're... They're working on, like, improving. Not the amount of items. I mean, like, the, the blockchain's capa- uh, ability to handle those, that amount of... Yeah, but then with gas fees, you just would never that's why these things matter where they're built on because it's just not cost effective sometimes yeah in terms of gas fees there's an there's an actual uh, improvement proposal uh, that's currently going around that's trying to reduce fees uh, because apparently right now ethereum's network is 
based off of like a, a bidding system for block space. Yeah. Um, and because of that, there's high uh, transaction fees. But EIP fifteen fifty nine uh, proposes a new fee mechanism <clears throat> that will be uh, algorithmically determined based on the demand. And then there's also a tip tip that could be paid for miners, validators, for a faster confirmation. I don't know like, how exactly that would work, or like how much better that would be than the, the current. current the current thing. Yeah, because it is algorithmically determined, so depends on how that algorithm works. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure it'd be determined by consumption. Like, if it's more usage, if there's more people on the network now, it's gonna be more expensive. Mm-hmm. And there's less people. Yeah, it's definitely based off of demand, network demand. Kind of how it is now. Mm. But right now it's like a bidding process. It's like who's willing to pay the most for it. Yeah. Uh, with a demand thing, it's more so it would be like a flat rate. So wait, they don't have it right now. Like demand is part of it, uh, part of the algorithm to to set like the minimum price. So it's demand. Like, it is an open. It is an open. Uh, like market where like oh. Uh, if I pay X amount of GUI now, it's going to take half an hour to process a transaction versus if I pay double that, uh, the time gets cut down. Yeah, it should just be a flat rate. Like It should just be whatever the network requires. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like If EIP 1559, this is the part that I don't fully understand. Um, if EIP 1559 does have that flat rate, it also the thing is it apparently also adds a tipping feature where you could tip for a faster confirmation. So what's the difference between the flat rate with an additional tip versus just bidding? It's like whoever tips the most. Like what, uh, the tipping function has to be something that's unique or new. Tipping comes before the rate? Like, comes, so like, that's, 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 what that's what I think is uh, how it would work. It'd be you put in how much you're willing to tip beforehand and then whatever the flat rate is. That's a presumption. I don't know if that's how it is. Should just be the flat rate. Just, just flat rate. At least that's what I think. What do I know? And then, we, and then wh- whichever transaction comes in first is the one that that gets the space. That's how I would assume it would be. One the uh, I'll be ish. Now we're getting congested. What's up, with everyone calling today? Because of now it's Julio. Popular, but popular demand. With that one, we could have picked up. <laughs> but yo, you're on the pod. <laughs> yo, you're on. You're online. Don't say anything. This is too crazy. <laughs> this is being recorded. Next time. Next time. But yeah, no. Also, this is just off for Ethereum. There's different standards on different chains. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Give me a second. Give me a second. This guy just stopped the pod so he can go ahead and stretch his back out. I haven't done that in forever, but for some reason... But he waits until we're recording to do it. Like, this has been forever since I've done that. Something inside of me says, just twist why? it. Why? Twist it. I don't know. I can't. I cannot explain to you why. I just had to do it. This guy. Let's get back into it. You ready now? I've, I've been ready. My entire life has been leading me to this exact moment. I want to get so philosophical today. I feel like you—you've been tired of my my shenanigans since since, since I sec- met you. Since the second you saw me, yeah, pretty pretty much. Not today though. Like, this I feel like you just had so much perception of what was going to happen in in your future, and you're just like, God damn it, <laughs> like this guy. I don't know what you mean by that, but okay. When you first saw me, it was, it was an act of violence. Oh, you talking about that first interact? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you're gonna be my best friend. <laughs> it's an inside thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to be. Your best Let's friend. get to it. Let's get you, just. Wait, just cut me off. Just, just get. Just get, get All right. Get exactly. So you're you're stalling the podcast. I'm sorry. Anything else you want to add to these ERCs? Um, no. Nah, I covered the ones that I cared about more. The most. This guy's funny. Do, do do you want to add some things? I'm not even add to this. Okay. Like this is this is done. You're you're good. You're I have cool. nothing to this. William does not want to talk about crypto. 
today. No, I didn't say that. I mean, he did this by force. I was like, we're talking about this because this is a topic. He's the one, he's the one topic. I'm like, okay. He asked me, he's like, what's the topic? And then I take him a topic. He's like, god damn it. That's a topic. It's like pulling teeth out here. Let's go. What do you want to talk about? I, I'm like, no, 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 we're good. We're good. Current events? No, we're good. Hot takes? No, we're good. What uh, What other crypto things are out there? What other crypto things are out there? Yeah. I don't know. I think you're telling me about something interesting going on. No. I, oh, I, I did have something uh, that I wanted to look into, uh, which is that uh, uh, decentralized uh, media thing. Uh, media for the people, by the people. Uh, a, a Web3 project called Rug Radio, Rug FM. Looks cool. But we got to wait till they open up their hosting applications. Essentially, I would like to see if we could make our podcast... Uh, on a Web3 platform. That'd be cool. Thank you for sharing with yeah. the class. That's all. That's just the only crypto that's thing. That's it. I'm, okay. So, not crypto at all. So, another bank okay. has gone down. Current event. I don't know what. Current? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it happened like a day or two ago. That's current. Yeah, I guess. I was like, if the information hasn't come to me in the past 30 seconds, it's not current. I'm not saying, I'm saying, I'm like, yeah, it's current. I'm not saying it's not, but whatever. So it, it, so not just that, it, it was also bought already by Chase. Ah. And all the branches that are, that say, uh, I think it's First National, First Republic, First National Republic, whatever the name is now. Oh, the bank. Oh, the bank. You don't know the name of the bank. I don't remember. Something about First and Republic, you don't know if Nationals are there or not. I don't. Heard. I got you. Okay, so this bank went bankrupt. I'm assuming because of the same issue that happened with um, the bonds. Uh, with um, I don't remember the other bank's name now. I know. I'm doing the Googles right now to verify. He's doing the Googles. Name. Googling. That's crazy. Another bank? That's what? Three? Yes. Three in the last like couple months. Now, are banks mm-hmm. in trouble? Small banks are. Small banks are in trouble. Yeah. Because of this uh, positioning that they've, that they've taken with uh, federal bonds. Um, First Republic. They bought First Republic Bank. JP Morgan bought that. There we go. JP Morgan buying a bank. And they're going to change all the First Republic banks to the Chase branches. Chase branches. Well, JP Morgan. Interesting. Now, what was your question? I'm sorry. I had to make sure the name was right at this point. What was my question? What were you saying? You said some shit. I'm sorry. I don't know how accurate it was. Oh, what, was, what caused them to, to go? Oh, they, the, the same thing that causes the other two. Because they're they were another bank that was also for a very niche market, and it was another Silicon Valley bank style. Like they just um, <clears throat> had a lot of tech investments and everything's down, and they just kept on withdrawing funds, and they couldn't keep up. I see. The, what? No, they couldn't keep up because the majority of their, deposits. Uh, the the majority of their assets, of their liabilities, are invested in, like. Uh, some type of assets is locked up for a certain amount of time. Which is what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. It wasn't that the assets are locked up. No? No. What was it? The assets are there. They're just worth less. Oh, I thought that... I thought when you buy a, a bank a bonds note, uh, like you can't withdraw it until the vesting period's closed. That's also part of it. Like some, I'm sure some of their bonds, but they sold mm-hmm. them. Oh, they, oh, that's true. You can sell the bonds in a secondary market. Yeah, yeah, they were able to sell. They're just sold out of loss. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to get the reward, you have to keep it, but you can resell them. Mm-hmm. But they just since the interest rates have gone up, they're they're not they're worth mm-hmm. dog crap shit. I see compared to where it was. But yeah, they went down and they got bought out by Chase. And you're saying what happened? What was going on with banks? Or so like that's a third bank already in the past two, three months. Maybe. So well, maybe. Maybe four months. Yeah. Maybe four. Um. There are there like what? 
who's to say that other banks aren't going to ha- have the same issue? They are. They, they are. Most likely. Are they all going to be bought out by a by somebody? Co- by somebody? Most likely. Think. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they'll get bought out. I'm sure at some point these big players might. Because no, 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 they'll get bought out. Because they have no risk. What do you mean they have no risk? They're crucial to the system. The government won't let them fail. Mm. Too big to fail? Yeah. The banks in this situation currently are too big to fail. Because what they're doing... Allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly here just in, just, just in case. <laughs> just in case. I don't want to get involved. Allegedly, just in case. Because <laughs> on top of that, you're also just pushing all the money mm-hmm. to just big banks. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Uh so we we've gone down like so concentration of wealth yeah yes but more so you're losing decentralization yep since all these smaller banks are closing all the banks are becoming centralized makes it easier to later down the road push a fed now system which then makes it easier later on the road to push down the cbdc's interesting interesting indeed so what's up we need to make a bank <laughs> we need to make a we, bank well i don't yes. i don't like banks <laughs> a crypto bank a crypto bank what does that mean what do you mean a bank that holds both crypto and well yeah digital. well currently banks are able to you know banks hold are allowed to hold two percent of a uh, crypto what? on their balance sheet that's news to me yeah they're not with their money. They're not allowed to use um, depositors' money for that or investors' money. Mm-hmm. But the bank is allowed to use their own profits to do so. Oh, within their own. Okay. Yeah. I see. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. That they get to hold. Also, another thing I heard that's pretty cool is 40% of uh, wealth managers hold crypto. But none of their clients do because they're not allowed to say they're, that to them. They're not allowed to say because it's not because the SEC hasn't ruled. The SEC hasn't ruled on if they can invest in it. If they or or they haven't set any um, direct guidelines on how they want to approach that. So investment bankers who are planning for the future own it or buy into crypto, but mm-hmm. you're not allowed to push that to their clients or or show it to their clients. But they own it themselves. But they own it themselves. Something I find interesting is how uh, uh, MicroStrategy just buys so much Bitcoin. And, like, I mean, they have an underlying business where it's, like, just business analytics. And, um, but, this, which is how they generate the majority of the revenue. But the fact that they own so much Bitcoin on their asset sheet and they're allowed to be, like, like their stock market price is kind of, like, based off of how much Bitcoin that they're that they're holding which I think is uh, kind of how uh, something that happened which I think is I think that's funny because like uh, financial advisors can't uh, suggest Bitcoin as an investment um, but they could suggest companies that hold Bitcoin yeah as an investment yeah which is what happened to that's why that's why uh, the biggest change would be an ETF an ETF yeah a spot ETF that would be huge uh, Warren Buffett, uh, who has made claims against uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but he owns a portion of BlackRock. Yeah, which invested in another company that owns yeah, yeah. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So I thought that was interesting because yes, everyone is indirectly in, in, involved in, involved in crypto. In crypto, <laughs> especially if uh, you have like a, a Roth is a, a Roth IRA. What? No, um, I'm not sure what you mean. This uh, the the long term investing thing that you do with an index fund. With a, it is an index fund. 401k. 401k. That's what I meant. Okay. I mean, a Roth IRA is also long similar. It is also investment uh, index funds, but yeah, 401k. 401k is the good amount of them invest in funds. They invest in different companies, with different yeah. companies being. Um, is there the warning? Again? Yep, mine's just <laughs> ETFs. Yeah, that'd be huge for the uh, crypto market. And for accounts, because that means you'll be able to buy. Like a 401k can just have like 
Just invest in the Bitcoin. I got a little problem with that though. What? It's too custodial. Too much uh, concentration of of funds within a specific. And deal with it. Prices go up. <laughs> deal with it. You want the price to go boom? I don't want a lot of. I mean, besides, like, I mean, Michael Saylor's already got a metric boatload of of Bitcoin. But like, if if these uh, banks start creating ETF and they just start scooping up as much Bitcoin as possible. They would be scooping up more Bitcoin. They'd be scooping up a lot of Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, Bitcoin would be getting bought At that point, you see, you it'd be like a roller coaster straight to the top of the, of the mountain and you got to hold on for dear life because... But just by ETH, just by everything. It'd be enticing. Yeah, but it'd be enticing to like, uh, no, no, it's not about buying. At that point, it's like, oh, like how much am I willing to cash out for? Don't sell. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. If banks are, if you see an ETF get approved, don't. <laughs> if you see Gary Gensler get fired, an ETF get approved, any of these things occur, mm-hmm. just hold the bag. Just hold it because just hold it because you're because all that's gonna happen now is you you will see no funds left and right will be scooping up Bitcoin and at price, a stupid price. Yeah, at stupid what, amount. Whatever, whatever they could get their hands on. Straight up, whatever. Anyone with a sound financial literacy. We need to buy more Bitcoin before that happens. This is not financial advice. I think William said that earlier. Just wanted to say. I did not say that. Um, I this, said allegedly. This is not financial advice. Um, I might try to have this like in in letters at the bottom of the screen while the episode, you can add that while the episode starts. You will. You can have someone add that. Just it will not 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 financial. You can advice. add like a, just a warning screen. Not financial <laughs> advice at any point in this episode. Because um, what you do is not my responsibility. Do your own research, <laughs> boys and girls. D O Y R. But um, yeah. D Y O R. Spot Bitcoin ETF would would woof go crazy. Current events. That's that was a current event. Oh, okay. So T- Tucker Carlson got offered a job. He got offered a job. Yep. With who? A hundred mil. Mm-hmm. Five years, equity stake, and. Uh, With Joe Rogan. Let me finish saying everything, and then we'll get. I'll tell you who it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> five years equity stake. Hundred mil. Hundred. Hundred mil for, for the five, five years. For the five years. Okay. Um, seat on the board, president. President. Yes. Seat on the board. Yes. You got it. Oh my god. And and full creative control, whatever he wants to do, essentially. Ah. YouTube. Guess what we want to <laughs> offer that. Who? Patrick Bet David. Oh, he offered him that. Yep, to be on Badutainment. Oh wow! Uh, I, I've never heard of Car- Tucker Carlson. Be, I've never spoken about him so much until I saw this article. I was like, "Oh snap! That's a bag." That is a bag. That's a huge bag. That's a very nice bag. And free creative control to do whatever he wants. Uh, president and seat on the board. Yep. Damn. Equity stake. Equity stake. Hundred mil. Seems like uh, Patrick wants Tucker on on his team. I, it looks like as a partner. That. It was offered and it was posted on Twitter. And it was posted on Twitter. He's like, let's let's make this publicly announced. And then Patrick was like, "This is a real offer, by the way, Carson. <laughs> Talk to me." That's funny. He looks. You think he sees that and goes, "Oh, yeah, maybe." I mean, he's like, "Let's get the lawyer on board. Let's see. let's call it's the like, lawyer up and see, see what happens here." Let's see what's going on. But I saw that and I was like, "That's wild." That is pretty crazy. I was like, "That's an absurd amount of money." I was watching uh, an episode the other day uh, with uh, God. I just saw the name and I Majid Nawaz. It was the last name that I got. Uh, so I didn't want to butcher it. Uh, you probably still butchered it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the second half, um, he, he starts talking about uh, decentralization and uh, CBDCs. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Was, that entire conversation took a, such a shift. Yeah, that was very interesting. I was like, "This is actually." I'm. Glad. I was like, "I'm glad I, I saw this entire episode because uh, there's very. It's very awesome that I don't see a lot of like episodes <laughs> to the end. But that one, I was like, "Hold on, let's, let's see it through." That was cool. Just want to let you know. I tried looking for it on YouTube. I couldn't find it. What? That episode. You. And what if I find it right now? I'm glad. Good. Because this all you always do this. I always do this. Yeah, you always go, I can't find it. And I then, did find it on Spotify. Oh, but you meant, I meant on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You always go, I can't find it on YouTube. And I go, I mean, I did like a 
quick search because I don't want to like sound be rude to you or anything. But like, um, on other current news, uh, first of the month, mm-hmm. first, first of the month, first Monday of the month. It's not the first Monday of the month. Second Monday of the month. This we're on the second day of the month. Uh huh. Yesterday. Uh huh. Was the first Monday of the month. Yes. First Monday of the month. Uh huh. Of May. Yes. Was the Met Gala. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's where we're gonna go with. Yeah, this. that's. <laughs> I, I I forgot the Met Gala was a thing. Yeah. No. No. But I just remembered. I I, I shared the thing. My camera just got the hot thing too. Mine's been holding it on for a little bit, so. So these cameras might die. So yeah, they've been they've, for a little minute, but. If these cameras die, just want you to know. Please subscribe. Sometimes crypto follow, share, and like, like, comment, comment. I can yeah, comment. Engagement is nice. Engagement's nice. The reels somewhere everywhere. Clips, are work being worked on as yes. well. Yes, there's currently one clip. You should see more. There's two clips. Two clips. Oh, okay. Either way, there's two clips. Yes. What, what, what are they on again? One of them is Ordinals, and the other one is recapping NFT week. That's the same clip. Is that the same clip? That's the same clip. Uh, tell you right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, follow, subscribe, like, share. Next week, Monday, uh, a couple days after this podcast comes out, we're hosting another sometimes crypto happy hour oh. at the bend so it's NFT recap and ordinals and data ownership and attacks on apex apo okay data ownership. that's the same that's the same one that's, that's i'm that's not the same rule it's the, it's the same episode oh okay um Next week, sometimes crypto happy hour at the bend. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I said it before, and then you said something about the, the clip. But yeah, no, my thing's been holding on for a little bit, but it kind of makes sense though because we're we've been running on for the same amount of time, almost the same amount of time, close five more minutes before the other before it, it before shut, it shut off. It shut off time? the first time. I see. Battery looks like it's doing fine. I don't see any battery warning. Well, it was just it was charging. Yeah. So I think that that whole thing that we did. So now we solved one problem. I think so. Oregon's having the heat issue next. Yeah. I think we just start drilling holes in the camera just so it can breathe better. <laughs> it doesn't be crazy. It's just enough for the air and everything to circulate. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why I brought up the Megala thing though is because I found Continue. something something interesting about it that was. Caught me by surprise. Um, do you know how expensive it is to get into there? Yep. What do you mean? The Met Gala. So it's an event that's done every year. Um, it's yet. a fundraising event. Oh. It's a fundraising event. For who? For the Met. That the, the Met is a museum. Uh, the Metropolitan. In New York. In New York, correct. Um, and the Met Gala is hosted by I think it's Vogue. Uh, fashion company that that created the the gala to to raise funds for that museum's um, fashion exhibit, like uh, hopefully whatever fashion exhibit is. Okay. Um, and the each year is when the they during <clears throat> that uh, event during uh, is when they uh, display and debut that year's exhibit. So the whole gala is to raise funds for the exhibit, which they <coughs> debut and show the night of that event. Okay. Tickets to get in. Okay. Was, mind you, when they started off, ten grand. It was a dinner. It was just a simple dinner. It was fifty dollars a ticket. How 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 long ago was that? A, a fat minute. This has been a minute. I'll switch it up. So we could have paid to get in. Like, can I pay to get so in? So that's why. That's what I was confused about. I thought that the Met was like a private invitation. Like you got to be invited in. Someone's got to invite you. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the case because I'm sure people trying to get in there are left and right. But uh-huh. I thought it was like a A-list celebrities, like super, like every, like you got to be well known to get in, which is for the most part true. It seems like, but tickets are for sale because it is a, a fundraiser. 
You said how much for your ticket? Ten grand. Uh, more like uh, fifty. Fifty grand a ticket. We're so getting, we're talking about the Met Gala. Met Gala. Fifty thousand a ticket. Fifty thousand dollars a ticket. Uh, I said you saw Pascal. I was gonna say Siakam. That's a basketball player. Um, Pedro Pascal's outfit. Outfit. You asked if I saw. Because <clears> I said shorts. I said it was fresh because he he had shorts on. You liked it a lot. Oh, I like because it was red. Because it was red. It was very like I like red popping. Um, yeah, I did see it. It was cool. And you said you liked Jared Leto's. Yeah, we got from Morbius. <clears throat> he <laughs> he went in a cat costume. What's up with these rich people just doing weird shit? Like a mascot. I understand what. Not pause. Like a like a. He didn't dress up like a cat. Like a furry. That's what I meant. Yeah, like a full... He's a full-on furry? Full-on, like... like what type of furry? Body of a cat, paws, like cat head. It was, it was quite 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 unique. And then he took it off for some reason. I love how I go Jared Leto and he goes Matt Gallagher. Oh, he was a, oh, he was in a costume of a furry. Yeah, of a cat. Of a cat. So the reason why... Oh, and then um, uh, Doja Cat... Camera can't catch that. No, I don't think so. It, 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 blow, it blows it out. <laughs> Doja Cat. Yeah. She she also looked like a cat, but like she her just, name is a cat though. But she like made her face a cat and like put whiskers and stuff like that. Um, set her up. She's actually her outfit. She she looked pretty cool. Um, the reason why they did the whole cat thing, and a lot of people had like cats. Oh stuff. snap! But her nose looks weird here. Yeah, she like cat catified it. She they did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She did that's how she did a prosthetic and everything. Yeah. This is too weird for me. <laughs> this is like this is rich people shit. Yeah, it looked. I was like, this is interesting. Like, why not dress as Iron Man? Because there's a theme. Oh. There's a theme for. Why the not dress as Catwoman? So the theme, the theme is determined based off of the, the museum's. Um, like display for the year. Okay. So this year it is specifically um, cats. No. Uh, Ancient Egypt. No. Some of the some of the designs did look a little Egyptian also, but no. The theme is based off of this designer called Carl Lagerfeld. Um, okay, I've heard of him. You have? Yeah. Damn. I don't know if he's being sarcastic or not. I've sold his glasses. Oh yeah. Yeah. This guy's this guy's in it. He's in the know. He has he has really big cat eye glasses. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's probably designed after his cat. So apparently, his cat inherited a good portion of his wealth. He's dead. Yeah, he died recently. Oh snap! I didn't know. R.I.P. My man. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Wait, oh. what? His cat? Yeah. How much? I don't know. I was like, a, I didn't even click on the article. His, what? What man? I didn't even click on that article. <laughs> How much? But yeah, something about his cat inheriting dude. a good amount. But he loved his cat. So like people were like dressing up as like with the cat stuff. So fifty um, k a ticket. You could you could bring. I know I'm gonna do that to the fucking cat. Huh? Do that the cat one point three million dollars. Well, one point three million euros. One point three million euros for yeah. a cat. So it's like one point five million. I think the euro is less than a dollar now. Is it? oh never Chief. mind. I take that shit back. Yeah. <laughs> Was good Europe. Was good, honey. <laughs> but that's wild. Yeah. Oh, he died four years ago, though, Alex. Yeah, that's recent. That's not recent. R.I.P. My man. I didn't know that though. It was recent to you. This year. You just found out. You're right. <laughs> I'll give you that. All right. No. Um. You can also buy a table if you want. At the Megala. Like it's a club? At the Megala? How yeah. much is the table? So I don't know how many people it is. It's so assume it's per head, like four person table or, or six person table? Like three hundred thousand? Six person table. Six person three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Not including anything else they might add on to it. Like so it's probably like the table is six hundred uh, three hundred thousand. It's three hundred thousand dollars a table. This year. I think uh before it was cheaper. But this year's three hundred thousand dollars a table. So, okay. So the part that I thought was interesting, cool, okay. because it gets more. Compli- We're still on this. It gets yeah yeah. 
So these cameras dies again, we're done. Okay. We're leaving where whatever is at. Um the tables are typically bought out by like fashion houses and like the designers. Yeah. And then they invite the guests. The guests yeah. and dress them so they could wear their stuff. Wear their and stuff. And the designers don't pay for, for going. The the guests don't pay for going. Yeah. That's cool. It's a business expense. Yeah, it's a, it, it is obviously it's a marketing ploy. But I thought that was interesting. I was like, "You think today's furniture should buy a table, then remove the table and add furniture? Uh, <laughs> just do whatever we want with the table. It's like our table. No, I'll be like, we'll supply the tables. Yeah, but like the whole thing is like going into like, like there's no like coverage inside the I actual know. event. What, so do you think it's like the Illuminati in there, or was good? Because no, we don't know what happened inside the Met Gala. Like, I, well, from what I've been, from what I've heard, Pedro got caught sleeping a few years ago at the Met Gala. I was about to say, probably gets boring in there. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, one year, like I think everyone took pictures inside the bathroom or something. Like everyone, like literally everyone got into the bathroom and started taking pictures. And that's against the rules. I don't know. No, it's, it's just things things happen there. I don't know. Okay, but you think like there's sorcery going on in the sorcery? Something. Mm-hmm. Some witchcraft. There has to be something going on. It's a bunch of weird folks. It's a bunch of weird folks. I don't know. They're dressing up as furries. I have to say something. You gotta say something. Salacious. Salacious. Get some clicks. <laughs> well then, I think we close it out. Yep. It's been a uh, long, one heck of an episode. Long episode. I, I don't know about long. It's been hectic. Well then. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on another week, on next week's episode. Uh, your favorite crypto podcast. Sometimes crypto. The unscripted. Crypto podcast. Hey, yo.